Hello and welcome to Punt Counterpunt, the pretend debate show for real magic cards. This time around, romance is in the air, but also blood petals because vampires are nothing if not tiresomely extra. First up, it's time for the biggest wedding the plane has ever seen. House Markov and House Valdarin, two noble houses who both want to rule the land, not unlike the Yorks and the Lancasters. And just as they were brought together by marriage to solve their problems, tutors will also solve your problems. Demonic tutor versus dig up, like I'm digging up from this extremely long walk to make a very short pun. What are you implying? Let's just say I do want to start this bit. Go ahead, Nelson. Well, kids, I can't believe we're doing this, but here we are on the precipice of trying to argue any other card versus Demonic Tutor. Literally the best support that you can give any strategy. You want to have card A interact with card B and then profit? Get yourself some Demonic Tutor. Find whichever one's not in your hand. I don't know what this other card that Wheeler's going to argue for does, but it probably hasn't been on the Highlander points list since the invention of the Highlander points list. Look, it's me we're talking about. Benny Wheels. As the premier lands pilot of any format worth giving a care about, I need to find as many lands as possible and put them into my hand because I won't have them in my opener. God forbid I have more than one land in my opening seven. I mean, what am I, casting 12 drops? But when I need it, dig up will be there for me. Admit it. You demonic tutor for a land all the time. Why not save yourself some mana? I do love saving mana. Wait, no. Don't argue for the other card, Nelson. Your card here is Demonic Tutor. This is your one chance. Your perfect seven in the game of punt-counterpunt. You've got this. I can get a land or a non-land card for only two mana, Wheeler. Touché. Hmm. Interesting. Two mana. And how much does this dig up cost? One mana. So it looks as though you're paying double for all that trouble. <laughs> Where, uh, leave it to Cleaver, I'm only paying one mana to uh, source up uh, just the nicest land. And, you know, uh, if I want to indulge, I, I could pay an extra mana. And you know why? Because I found a land. Well, wasn't that educational? But who's going to teach your opponents a lesson? Thalia, of course. But which Thalia are you building around? Nelson is older, so he's arguing for old Thalia. Therefore, Wheeler, by process of elimination, is arguing for new Thalia. Age before horse jokes. Let's go, Nelson. Now, it's been quite a while since the first time we visited Innistrad, but I'm sure any of you who played there cannot forget the powerful human defender of the people, Thalia. Three generic mana, one black and one green for a 6-6 death touch. That's sure to scare the zombies away. Additionally, you get to sacrifice a land in your upkeep, and every time a land goes to your graveyard from anywhere, you get to draw a card. You also get to play an additional land each turn. You can see where this is going, right? Card advantage, moving lands around, synergies with self-mill, things going to the graveyard, all kinds of cute little combos you can set up with other card. This is a sure way to keep the people of Thraben safe. Thank you, Thalia. Uh, this is this is some kind of joke, right? Like a card this old couldn't possibly stand up to something printed nowadays. The power creep is too immense. I mean, look, 6-6, six, six, big body. It could gobble up Thalia whenever it wants in combat. But how are you going to get there? I mean, Thalia's not coming alone. As she's there eating up all your mana, she's got friends, a lieutenant, um, a lieutenant. Humans are never alone in this endeavor. 
And I think the real monster is you, Nelson, trying to convince people that the old one is just better. That's a low blow coming from you, Wheeler. I don't think I deserve to be called a monster any more than Thalia does. Thalia's had my back for nearly a decade, defending me with her huge 6-6 frame, her death touch ability, and her card drawing. And frankly, all manner of poor, defenseless creatures have hidden behind her on my battlefields, hoping to get to untap with their activated abilities, as well as my life total really being saved. But when the tide turns and we've drawn enough cards and our opponents sweating, attacking with Thalia is also very, very satisfying. 6-6 Death Touch, that's going to be quite an uncomfortable double block for you, sir. Look, I love a gigantic legend just as much as the next person, but old Thalia costs an arm and an arm. I mean, I don't have that much mana and I don't need that much mana. And coincidentally, my opponents again won't have that much mana because they're going to be so busy with my new Thalia. And so in a straight up Thalia to Thalia fight, I mean, I don't even know if this happens. Look, I appreciate that now she only costs two mana for a 2-1 frame. That's great. Congratulations, new Thalia. But for me, I'm always going to be happy with that big 6-6 body. And Nelson, I got to tell you, I respect that. Until you croak, I know that you are going to at least have old Thalia's back legs. Powerful back legs that allow it to jump at very high heights, wade through the swamps, uh, frog things. I'm just going to cut both of you off there because I'm not interrupting anything important, but also because James has sent me what I'm going to generously describe as a sturdily worded text. So let's take this argument back to basics, as in basic cards you'd play in a basic draft deck, as in Defenestrate versus Boarded Window. Nelson, please start as quickly as possible. Hey, 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 Defenestrate. This is a classic high pick draft card. Flexible, if not perfect, removal for three mana and easy to cast. Sure, it can't hit flyers, but at least the flavor is fantastic. And frankly, if you really need to deal with flyers, maybe just draft some. Your opponent will sure be mad that their Defenestrate is stuck in their hand. I ask not necessarily a question of legality, but how does one Defenestrate a window? How could one drown an ocean? How could a wind be blown away? Could Sigarda herself salvage a trash draft deck of such hot garbage that she herself would get burned on the really bad mana base? I don't think you can defenestrate a window. The defense rests. Judge, if my opponent's argument isn't really flying. Can I defenestrate this whole bit? Boarded window isn't even a creature. And yet what defines a creature? Is it the power, the toughness, the creature type? Well, we know the boarded window is made of boards and made of a window. Hmm. So at some point, someone must have had to have built a window. And then later, obviously, someone boarded it up. Now, either the boards or the window themselves at different times could have been thrown out of a window. If a slippery bogle is killed and four rancors go to the graveyard and then back to my hand and I enchant them to yet another slippery bogle, is it a glade cover scout? What if in your upkeep, your drop of honey triggers and I have to destroy my spore frog, but in response, I sacrifice it for the activated ability. And then in my upkeep, I count up to seven planes and my Emiria the Sky Ruin returns spore frog. Are we still playing Highlander at this point, or has it become EDH? 
Kathleen, help? I don't know, man. I'm still stuck on if you board up a window. Is it still a window? Yeah, of course it's still a window. I would argue that uh, that you recognize it as a window, even though you can't see out of it. Because on the card, all you see is wooden monsters. There's nothing. You can't really see the background. But, you know, is seeing through what makes a window a window? Did the falafel, sir, little Jonathan, not once say, a la finestra al muro, to the window, to the wall? What if we painted a scene on the board so that it looked like the view you would have seen out the window if all the zombies weren't there? And could you not take those windows, projection shadows onto them and... Hey, Kathleen, um, look, love the video. Energy's great. Nelly Wheeler, you're killing it. But I was really clear that these are only supposed to be like eight minutes and you're already sitting at about nine, and I don't even think you're talking about magic cards anymore or something about Plato's allegory of the cave. I, no, I was going to make it the Koilos Caves because it's a magic joke. Are we allowed to mention Plato? It, isn't he Mickey's dog? Finish this video immediately. Oh, well, you heard the man who is technically our boss. I thought we had more of a flat hierarchy. Our final match is between bride's gown and groom's finery. Which piece of fancy kit are you siding with? Either way, you'll have to pick one fast because Granny might not live to see the next corset. Um, thank you, Kathleen. Uh, we wrote our own arguments. Don't, don't you always do that? Wheeler, when I go into battle with you, I feel like I always get plus two plus zero. And sometimes more. No matter what kind of combat scenario we get into, I know that I can trust your power and toughness boosting to see me through to the end of combat step. I remember when we first met, you told me the equip cost would be two. But as time has grown and our relationship has changed, and when we met Pure Steel Paladin, I realized that equip cost was not immutable. I look forward to a strong and healthy future together where we'll get even more power and toughness boosts and perhaps a little death touch as well. Um, Nelson. Sorry, let me let me check my notes. I, I, I told myself I wasn't going to scry. There, okay. <clears throat> Nelson, you are the sword of the meek to my Thopter foundry. Before I met you, I felt like a Valakut without seven other mountains. I felt like I was staring down Teferi Time Raveler with a handful of counterspells. When I'm with you, it feels like Doran is always on the battlefield. When your Ristic study triggers, I'll never pay the one. You're the questing to my beast, my Essica's chariot, my Alrin's epiphany, but in a good way. I'd like Oko to turn us into elks together forever. Sorry, I'm feeling a little summoning sick. Wheeler, you're the Stoneforge mystic to my cauldra. You complete me. When I met you, I was just a scathe zombies. And now I feel like a walking corpse. When you met me, I was but a lowly zero-zero germ. And now, I feel like a four-four indestructible avatar. I want us to be like Popper and Tron lands, together forever, much to the chagrin of everyone else. And now, unless there are any objections... Uh, your existing spouses? Eternal Witness? Sedgemore Witch? Overruled. I pronounce this bit concluded. You may now flip a coin to see who kisses first. Wait, 
are are we legally married? Because I already got a husband, and marrying another man, he's going to think that's pretty gay. Oh, yeah, I filled out the form on the Infinite Life Church's website before we started recording. Well, that's efficient. No, an efficient. But what did you think, audience? Are you upset that you didn't get invited to the wedding, but still got an email asking you to buy something off the gift registry? Well, tough, that's life nowadays. Take it up with someone who cares. Like our comment section for the engagement? I'm not going to read them. This has been Punt Counterpunt. I feel lightheaded. Punt Counterpunt.